Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time. Till we're on. Get on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Hello and welcome to the show. Thursday afternoon slash evening. Gary Belcher, Jason Matthews in the Sports Day studio. Hello, Badge. Hello, Jason. I can't, can you? You sound like another bloke I know. Who? Hello, Jason. Oh, that's uh, Frank. No. Frank Walker. Hello. Hello. Um, mate, you have to talk because Scalapini's about Why? to race at the Gold Coast. So I've got a couple well, of bucks on this. Oh, Gamble responsibly. Okay, yeah. well, you, your eyes not, not Well, I can't not see this. going sc- just yet. <laughs> can't eyes. you see the, sc- the screen? Oh, my eyes, mate. I, I can't see that. Anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a big one uh, tonight. Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network. Uh, SEN stations, of course, 1170 SEN in Sydney, 693 SENQ in uh, Brizzy. Uh, 1620 on the Gold Coast, uh, SCN track stations are just coming on board as well. The SCN app, SCN Fanatic. Oh, it's, we're everywhere. Subscribe to the potty so you never miss a moment. Uh, Sports Day New South Wales. Find it on iTunes or Spotify. And, of course, blowing up TikTok, yep. you'll find this handle, Badge Sats SCN. Make sure you follow us on TikTok for behind-the-scenes stuff. Gary Belcher yeah. has, deli- has delivered... Back to back to back to back to back to back outstanding jokes. Only six. Let's go seven tonight. No, mate, the pressure's on, and I want International Jack, who's our our producer. Tiny um, Jack. No, International Jack. Why International? He's 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 across everything around the world. Every time we need some information about the EPL or football around the world. Uh, NFL, anything. He is international Jack. He's walking around with his chest out, with his tiny chest out today <laughs> going, yeah, what about Showman Jack uh, last night winning at the at Wentworth Park? It's like, yeah, mate, you're yes, not. Yes, Showman Jack won. You're not the greyhound. Thanks to Simon Orchard. Tiny Jack. Mm, but you, you wanted to back it because it was named after him. How was your um? How was your surf today? Three hours Good. surf badge. I, you know, I am lucky that I, I uh, had a long surf. So it's made me very tight. Can we um? <laughs> can we, no. Can we just cut the show short a little bit? On today's show, Mark Woodford uh, will chat to us. One of the great Woodies, seventeen Grand Slams. What? What a career! This Crazy, man's hey. Had. Good Crazy. bloke too. A, we'll have a chat legend. to him about the Australian Open. He'll be joining Brett Phillips in the commentary box tonight. Former yep. All Black Stephen Donald. Is causing controversy What's on his done? thoughts on Eddie Jones' appointment and the challenge for the Aussies of the World Cup. He's just basically saying we haven't got the cattle. Mm. It's not the cattle. Is that my I horse coming that. down the outside? Uh, I think it is. No. No, you're Is in my third. horse anywhere around there? You're in third, mate. Am I? Chris Nelson Sorry. tipped that one. 
Uh, Chris Nelson will join us with his uh, review of the Magic Millions that went down today, the two- and three-year-old Magic Million races. Uh, he's got some tips for the weekend as well. Uh, I wouldn't take any advice. Ooh. And it's Fun Fact Thursday. Oh, have we got any fun facts? I'm going to throw this Is this a fact? Right. Crocodiles shouldn't be any further south than Gladstone. How much fun can you have on a Thursday? What about the Crockett badge? I don't even know why you're in the surf. There was a Crockett North Stratty just off Brisbane today. Yeah, they don't eat people, those ones. That's just that's just lost. It's a salty. Was it a salty? It was a salty. At Stradbroke Island. Was it dead serious? Because they said they were looking yeah. for it. They and thought they it found was, it. They thought, oh, they, did they find it? Did they? No, I'm asking no, you. No, no, no. So there was a, a, a canoe tour happening in and around the mangroves. You can see a log and think that's a crocodile. And they said that, and then it disappeared and reappeared in another location. Right. So, yeah, no, they're, they're dead set. It's captured on video. So there you have it. We've got a, a croc on North Australia. I'm not. I'm going up to 1770, which uh, is next week, which is just an hour well, south of We'd have to go Gladstone. past 1770 to have got there if it came from up north. Isn't this something to do with the conditions up in North Queensland and... What do you mean? Eggs moving and something or other. What? No, Are they taking over the? I mean, there's one on. There was one taking on. Taking over. There was one on Legion Beach the other day. Here's a fun fact: they've what? been around for 240 million fun years. Fun fact: first day. 240 million years. We are the newcomers, Woogie. Mate, I'm not going in the water. I was going to go for a lovely swim at 1770 next. I'm not now. I'm not. I refuse to because there's bloody crocodiles everywhere. The largest living reptile. What? There's, you know there's dwarf crocodiles? Are they like same they size as a tiny yeah. jack? <laughs> like International Jack. There's dwarf crocodiles. you got to go to Western Central Africa, Jack, and get some photos because it'll look like you're next to a really big one. <laughs> Imagine if they're both holding a subway foot long. It'll tower over well, them. How did that come into it? I don't know. Because oh, it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, no, uh, uh, no badge. I'm, I'm nervous now. I knew this had happened, and I've had this conspiracy about crocodiles. Why? Because I, they can't just be around, you know, the northern part They've of Australia. They've been there for 240 million years or however long that's been around. Yeah, but... Why do they have to come down? Because they're looking for fresh food. Why can't they get eat food up there? What? But yours... I'll tell you what they eat. Here's a fun fact. What? Turtles. They can eat anything. Gawanas, snakes, birds, cattle, buffalo, people. wild boar, mud crab. It doesn't say anything about people. Well, they do. Hatchlings and juveniles can feed on insects and crust, little crustaceans and small reptiles and frogs and fish, of course. Fish, yeah. No people there. No one, no one has ever been taken by a crocodile on Stradbroke Island. No, because I reckon this is the first sighting. That's so right. Ba- so, Badge, you're going to... That we know of. Yeah, just be careful when you're going in for a surf tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. They're everywhere. I, don't, to think don't that they st- to think that they you, stick in the one area. You know there's sharks. Yeah, but I'd rather be eaten by a shark than a crocodile. What? What? Would you? What would you rather be attacked by? A shark <laughs> or a crocodile? <laughs> no. No, you gotta pick either. one. You gotta pick one. I don't want to be attacked by either. No. The crocs get you, one. they death roll you. What does a shark? I've seen do? videos of them just oh, they'll just take a little nip. Oh. I mean, either way, I look like, if I'm out there in the surf, I look like a plump seal. Either way, it's a risk. I look mm. like a big, juicy seal. You do. And you shouldn't just lie out floating on the water. <laughs> like That's right. Out to, way out to sea.
you're a, you're a target. Rightio. Fun fact Thursdays, Gar Thursday. Get them through. Crocodile facts. Love them. Are we oh. going to do crocodile facts? Oh, you can do any facts. That you oh, want let's do. Listeners, what yeah. about what about the croc on leg in beach in Bali? Yep. I'm telling you, well, we're talking about that last mate. week. It's huge. Mm. It's huge. I didn't like them tying it up though. Because I don't think you can cull. This is a fun fact. I don't think you can cull crocodiles anymore. Fun fact. Thursday. So the, the only way they can use their skin for leather or whatever is in farms. Is that you can't right? Just yeah, that's right. They're protected. You can't just. Kill a crocodile. So we can't go over to North Stratty, capture it, and make ourselves a nice belt and some shoes. No, you can't. Okay. Oh, that's good to know. Hey, uh, the Oz Open. For many reasons. We will talk to Woody about this uh, really soon. Our mate Mark Woodford. Uh, no luck at the Oz Open last night. We'll have a chat about that. What about well, this? Alex Popperin's going good. Oh, yeah. What's the score on that He's one? up two sets to one. He lost the first set to Taylor Fritz. Uh, won the next two. I think he might be down struggling in the in the third early in the th- and sorry in the fourth but two sets to one up so uh you're going great guns and tiny jack was saying fritz has told his girlfriend to go home or something what's going on there oh ordered she's, her left, out. she's left already ordered around okay uh oh three all four huh? four three you would be oh jack's seeing at home international jack you can escort her home he's four him. three in the fourth uh fritz is up okay on serve uh, going on, it's on serve yet. Big news, Canterbury Bankstown supporters. Looks like Stephen Crichton will be at the Bulldogs in 2024. Yeah. Uh, Four-year deal in excess of $3.3 million. So eight 800000 plus change per season. Mm. Nice a lot deal. A lot of money for a centre badge, so it might be playing, he might be playing full back. Well, for a very good outside back, they'll work out where to play him. Um, that's, yeah, that's really up to Cameron Seraldo and co, but uh, he'd be really happy. They would be really happy to have him. And the squeeze, as I've said before, it's a really difficult thing for Penrith to keep everyone when they're getting that sort of money offered to them and, um, you know, such a successful club. How would yeah. Ivan feel, though, that's the third Panther that his ex-assistant coach Cameron Seraldo has now signed... At the Bulldogs. Well, Badge, you've been in and around that area. Do, is it, do you get a little bit miffed or you go, well, we can't keep him anyway. I'm, I'm glad they've gone to Cameron. Oh, look, I think they pref- would have preferred to keep him, but um, they have a, a, such a good system. I guess he's just got to focus on the, the talent coming through. And, uh, you know, th- they have to keep that system going as well as they can. You know, that, that junior talent they've got, which is outstanding, and keep them coming through. And... And it won't be the last time it happens to the Panthers. It won't be the last time it happens to any club they lose one of their star players. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing. Of course, you'd wish you could keep them all, but we have a, we have a salary cap yeah. for, for that very reason. Yeah, no, fair enough. It is Fun Fact Thursday. Uh, Glenn, yes. um, can we do Tiny Jack a favour? Can you just read Glenn's out? We'll get it out of the way, and then we don't have to worry about it again. You want me to read it out? Yeah, can you? I refuse to. So, fun fact first day, fact one, uh, Jacinta Ardern has resigned. That, is that a Thanks f- for that. That's actual news. She's the New Zealand <laughs> Prime Minister. Tick. And fact two, uh, bye-bye Ebony and Naomi and Crystal. <laughs> so, obviously, three of his friends have just left. Um, guess who's back on Sunday? Yes, it's Lips Tash. Fact four, how good is Judge Judy? Why am I reading this? What do you do that to me, Woogie? I don't know, mate. That's painful. Thanks, Glenn. I'm just looking up who uh, actually plays, who can and does play on the wing for the Bulldogs because we did have this chat off the air and I meant to look it up. Um, 
they've got some some players that can play there, but oh, I think he might be a he'd be a good chance. Remember they bought Matt Dufty, and last year he, he left, left early. He was my favourite player midway through the season. Really good player, but he had some little flaws in his game, so had to. Um, so is the number one? Yeah. Hey, if you know who the number one is for the Bulldogs next year, let's I know. wonder. I wonder. Well, this season, I mean, if and he's going next year, but sometimes. That leads to players leaving no, for the current don't season. Stay. No, I'm just saying. Don't stay. The Panthers go, no. you know what? We now need to tie up these couple of great young outside backs that we've got, and we're going to lose him next year anyway. So I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised. I, don't, don't. I'm no. sure they want to keep him, and they want to try to win a third premiership in a row. Are you auditioning for a job on NRL 360 and just making stuff up? No, I... What, it's never happened before? Yeah, a player signs for the, a year after and they go, okay, we'll let him go. Here, you sit here. I don't like after... it. I'm asking the question. What are you yelling at me for? I don't know. Stop it. I've had a bit of fruit salad and I'm all full of sugar now. But I just think, yeah, no, it won't happen. Okay. I can't see. I'll leave it at that then. I, I think Ivan would like talk- to. What are we even talking about? I think, Ivan would, I think Ivan would <laughs> like to win another premiership. Yes. With his star players. And he'll, he won't let him go. Right. And Stephen Crichton. I'd like to think he's a man of his word and will stay and see out his contract with the Panthers. Okay. Won't even ask for that. Right, yeah. all right, is all right. Don't get cranky with me. No, I'm just you know you just you've just knocked that one out the ballpark. It's gone. Won't happen. Anyway, I just tossed it out there just for something to talk about. Jake Avarillo is the dog's number one. Oh, he's at pretty this handy. Year. Yeah, okay. very good player. Evening Shaggers. I'm sick. Uh, I'm sick of the spin done by Clinton Newton on Matt White's show. Honestly, I'm nearly done with the NRL with the with NRL with the lies and money grabbing by players, reptile. I don't know if it's just about money grabbing. I mean, we spoke to. That's good. What? Oh no, sorry. A fun fact. I just read. Okay, read it out. Then you're not interested. Um, a fun fact: cover your eyes and bite into an onion, and it'll take. It tastes like an apple. It's fun fact Thursday. That's moose. So if you don't breathe, if you don't breathe it in and and know it's an onion. You bite into it. It All tastes right. like an apple. All what right. about that? Uh, a text here from 127 before we go to the break. Fun fact first. Are you wanted on crocodiles? Yep. Crocodile Dundee star, Paul Hogan, is highly allergic to crocodiles. Yep. Fair dinkum. How much fun can you have on a Thursday? Yeah, that's why he got rid of a few. You remember when he rescued how, his future wife? How are you? Yeah, so he stabbed the crocodile in the head. Yep. Linda, Linda something. How do you know if you're allergic to a crocodile? Like, seriously, how often are you hanging around them? It's not like a cat. Yeah, well, I, yeah, well, you know, you know things you're allergic to. I'm allergic to hard work. <laughs> He's allergic to crocodiles. I call BS on that one. 0457 736 736. I want to hear from Bulldog supporters tonight. You happy about the Stephen Crichton deal? I would be. I'd have him at South tomorrow if we could fit him in somehow. For the year, just for a year. I'd, no, I'd, any, yeah, I'd have him in 2024, absolutely. No, but he's going in 2024 to the yeah. Bulldogs. Yeah. But no, what? no, I mean, no, I mean, I'd have him in South from 2024. I'd be wrapped. But you he, can't. No, if he had signed. But he ha- he's already signed for the Bulldogs. Oh, Why do you want Steve Crichton now? <laughs> I don't get it. Break time. When we come back, uh, I'm going to talk Australian Open, one of the greats of Australian tennis. It was part of the Woodies. Mark Woodford joins us next here on Sports Day. <laughs> The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon.
the all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show. It is Badge and Jason here tonight. The yeah, best part about this job, Badge, is I get to go work. home <laughs> after. Can you can you please fire up? You asked me the question. <laughs> no, I was going to tell you what I love it. <sighs> I'm tired tonight. I've told yeah, you that. Really? I've had a big day. Yeah, but mate. You've got to get yourself together, all righty. What about this bloke? He's got a big night tonight. He's calling the Australian Open for, yes. for SCN with with uh, the great BP. I bet he gets to sleep in then. Go up late <laughs> calling the tennis every night. He might, but he's one of the greats of tennis. What I was going to say is the best mm. bit about this job is we get to talk to the greats in the sporting world in this bloke. Mark Woodford is one of the greatest when it comes to tennis. Welcome to the show. I'm still asleep. Sorry. Can we can we quicken? I, I need my sleep. See, clearly. I told you. Now, this is what I've got to put up with, Mark. He's Everyone needs to get a good balance in their life. You're too old for a three-hour surf now, Gary. You've got to, you've no, got to learn I'm to relax. No, I'm fine for a three-hour surf, but I've got to have a two-hour sleep at some point in the afternoon. I didn't get that. Well, you don't do it when you come to bloody work. You do it earlier than that. I'm trying to squeeze it in. Come on, can we hurry up? So, Woody, I hope you don't mind me calling you that uh, tonight because we're all friends here at SEN and we can we can say that. Well, that's his nickname. Well, yeah. Do you still go by that? It is. Do, is it, like, did you I have, do. So is it Woody 1 and Woody 2? How'd that work out? It wasn't uh, it, it wasn't that type of hierarchy. Uh, Todd's name, his nickname was Teddy. Uh, mine was Woody and... Some of the guys, I think, you know, I mean, probably like Woodpecker, so uh, <laughs> shortened it up and I got called Pecker as well. <laughs> Obviously, you were the senior partner. I watched nearly every yeah, one of your games. Yeah, you, were, yeah. you were the senior man, even though you won't say that. Right. You're in charge. I had I had a, I had a couple, of, couple of years uh, aid on, on Todd. So, yeah, the senior, the senior person, most definitely. Hey, yesterday, not a good day for the Aussies at the Australian Open. I think we lost six of them. We're calling it Bleak Wednesday. Would you come up with badge? You come up with um, you've forgotten. That's brutal a, Wednesday. Brutal Wednesday. Yeah, got it. Um, what can some of the? I mean, a couple of them knocked out by great seeded plays and great performances. But what about the, the the young ones? You know, what can they learn from that? Woody. Well, I think you're probably referring to uh, Rinky Hichikata, who you know stepped out onto the court last night against uh, uh, Stefanos Tsitsipas, and you know, it's, a, it's a big ask for you know the young fella. He's only played. You know, this was his second uh, Grand Slam in the main draw. Last year he played Rafa Nadal on the centre court of uh, the U.S. Open, and he actually you know he enjoyed that that spotlight uh, playing in front of the, the new yorkers and uh, you know he really did push nadal but um you know coming out yesterday he he's he's also trying to bounce back from a a titanic you know five set match in the first round it took like four and a half hours and he was cramping mm. you know even halfway through the match so look his his body probably just wasn't able to withstand, um, you know, coming back a day later and having to face Tsitsipas, who, you know, look, for the first five games, I was I was commentating that match on uh, on radio for BBC and, uh, you know, they, they the other commentators hadn't really seen Hijikata play before, but they were electrified by his play. But then after five ga- uh, five games, it was like the the power socket just just went out. Um, he he just lost uh, you know his way. But 
Look, for a guy like that, he's in the early part of his journey uh, and uh, he's an exciting player. He gets really into a frenzy out there uh, playing home in Australia um, and, and it's a good learning experience. And, and it's, you know, look, it's, it's a fine line. You want them to, to get out there and believe that they can win. Um, and, and it's not just, uh, you know, having a, a good ride and, and learning from it. So, you know, he's got good people around him. Uh, and, and I do think that this is, uh, this is one kid that can go, uh, you know, quite some distance. He, he, um, you know, he, he'll learn a lot. And, uh, but, you know, now the rest of the season is, about to unfold, and he's got to try and make use of um, the result this week. Mm. What, what about that playing at a home Grand Slam? You mentioned you know, he played in the US. When, when you did, did you find were you more inspired by playing in those early days at home, or, or did you feel a bit more pressure? I, I, I actually I loved coming back and, and playing at home, and I, I think I was one of one of the, a few of the Australian guys at the time um, that that. Uh, you know, put posted, you know, some, some good results. I won Adelaide a couple of times. So there's, there's nothing mm. like winning your, your hometown tournament. And, you know, I had some solid results here at, at, at the AO. I looked upon it. It was an opportunity for me, m- more importantly, so my parents, because in those early days, <laughs> they were the ones that were forming out the funding me and, and sending me away. And, uh, mm. you know, I, I always t- thought it was an opportunity to really, show them that I wasn't wasting my time. I, I was, you know, prospering um, as the year, um, you know, when we came back and, and uh, played here. So uh, it, I think there are guys that do feel the pressure and, and some of the younger girls, they, they might feel a bit of pressure that this is the opportunity. Um, and of course, if they can get a win or two, you know, the, the prize money, that really takes care of all of their expenses for the rest of the year. So, the, the, I mean, it, it, it's how you perceive that pressure. Um, but for me, it was something that, you, you know, I, I really enjoyed. And uh, I, I know I'm hoping that, you know, a couple of guys tonight even, uh, you know, Dimanar and Kokonakis, that, you know, they can, uh, you know, really enjoy playing in front of a home crowd yeah. and use that support to get through. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about those players tonight. It's just just quickly, though, your first pay packet when you finally got paid playing tennis, did your parents yep. uh, put their hand out and say, hey, hey, you, you owe us a bit here, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> I, I always had this idea that uh, when I when I was uh, hoping to make some money, that I was going to buy my mum, uh, mum and dad a dishwasher. Probably more so my mum because uh. she was the one that used to clean up, and she used to like, you know, come on, you know, just because you're travelling the world, you got to come and do the dishes. And I was like, what? I didn't want to get my hands soft and blistered, mum. I can't do it. So oh, it was good. like this idea. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, look, uh, they they uh, I, I took care of them. Still, still would like to take care of them as well. Yeah, good nice. on you. Uh, oh, you know the the highlight so far for me, Mark, was when Olivia Gadecki found out how much money she would make for uh, for getting through to the right. second round. How good is that? You know, I mean, there's a there's a girl who's been raised by a single mum, family of five. She's going to put the money back into a tennis, probably help a family out as well. That. That stuff, it, she, it reinforces what you said. She probably got more for that than you guys, I don't know, maybe some of your doubles titles. 
Right. Yeah. Look, it is lucrative these days at the four grand slams and the Australian Open has probably improved the prize money side of it more so than the other three grand slams. But, you know, now the Australian Open is on par, if not ahead of them prize money wise. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, now if they could, uh, if players can win a match or two, it really does take care of all of their expenses through the year, and uh, um, you know I think they're I think they're sitting on something like seventy five thousand. Uh, you know to lose that's to lose just yeah. to participate in the first round. So if you can imagine doing that four times a year, you know you you uh, you come out you, you know pretty much um, you know feeling on on top of the world. But interestingly, I caught a car last night with uh, Olivia. And oh, did. I didn't know. I didn't know that it was hell. I was leaving the courts last night, probably about eleven uh, thirty p.m. After uh, I, I'd finished commentary duties, and um, they they were a little short on cars, and they said, "Oh, Mark, do you, do you mind sharing uh, jumping in the car with uh, Miss Olivia?" And I <laughs> I looked up, and I and I was wondering to myself, you know, because again, she, you know, she's kind of new around the scene and and i was thinking myself now is this this young gal that uh you you know just won her first match and uh you know a lot of uh, publicity and i got into the car and i thanked her for sharing and and uh the car and you know i had had a bit of a chat with her she was beaming and the fact that she was out there getting ready to play doubles again today she's in the mixed doubles so it's really a profitable week for her did she know who you were? I was going to ask that, yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you have to tell her? Of course she did. Did you, did you make I, her sit in the front as, as and you I sat was, in the back? I, I, I was like, yeah, I was trying to throw my pass, you know, just leave it open <laughs> so that she could see it. <laughs> you know, like. uh, no, no, she would have known. How, um, how, much, how much has the Nick Kyrgios withdrawal hurt the Open, if anything? Uh, you know, that's. That, that, I think that... that uh, you, you know, has been you know pushed around and uh, you, you know a number of times of uh, one questioning. You, you know, has has the AO been affected adversely with uh, you know his withdrawal with Isla Tomlanovic and and given all of the promotions on uh, uh, on TV, we're really headlining both of them. But this is the beauty of a Grand Slam, and and in here in Australia. There are so many other storylines, and and yes, it it uh, you know the fans that that are supporting both of them, they're probably very disappointed that they don't get to see them at all in the summer. But you know, a Grand Slam, it's there are always these other great players that are that are out there playing and and uh, vying for you know, look, a goal might be just to make the the middle weekend. Uh, some others. You know, they arrive with the idea that they want to be, you know, embracing that big trophy at the end of the fall. I, I don't think I, that the first day or two, it was stunning news to lose both of them. But the tournament continues. There are so many mm. other uh, highs and lows going on. And and I think, you, you know, uh, it's, it's in the past. It's done. And uh, the tournament will continue to prosper. Absolutely. And just like last year, massive news around Djokovic. And then all of a yeah. sudden the tournament's underway and yep. we just got on with it. Everyone got on with it. And I, 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 it did. It did. And, and do, did you, have you seen this? I've been attributed to making some comments about Djokovic going off in his first round match uh, the other night that they were insinuating me in media outlets that, that I made a comment like, uh, you know, that I, I, he shouldn't be doing it. And, 
I wasn't even calling the match on TV. So, <laughs> I mean, I, Are you litigious? It's, it's like Hank. <laughs> I, I, I might have to follow up because it was a couple of li- a, a different outlets were were uh, associating me and John Fitzgerald. Um, uh, you, you know, with making comments no on way. TV, but I, I had a I have a feeling they might have got the wrong Woody. Ah. <laughs> well, see, the, Badge and I discussed that last night. We're calling for one of two options: a Portaloo courtside, uh, or yeah. a Badge is in favour of nappies, like the you know, just play on, just like play the race on. drivers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they don't even wear nappies; they just wee in the car. The drivers, no, they do. They just wee in the car. They have a hole at the bottom. Of do the they? Car. <laughs> yeah, right. Put put put. Pull-ups. You know, they, players could have pull-ups. They'd be out there like Michelin men running around the court. Imagine, you know, yeah, how fast. You know. would have to have yeah. a good bladder, wouldn't you? Yeah, To, you to would. play long sets of tennis. You, you, well, you, you, you do. I mean, with the amount of fluid that, uh, you, you know, you have to take on board for, you know, the guys are out there playing four and a half hours, just like Hidji Carter did uh, in his first round. John Millman was another one, a marathon match uh, of four and a half hours. And so you can imagine the fluid intake. Mm. um, And then you've got to be able to, you know, you you are conscious of how many times you can actually go off and, uh, you know, for a bathroom break, because, you know, the more you drink, it it stays there. You don't want to, you know, retain it so that you're, slowing down on the court with your movement. So um, it's, it's you know, a bit, a bit of science that goes into uh, when you're playing these long five-step matches. Yeah. I, know, I know when I go to the pub badge, you know, if I, if I put break, a lot of fluid... You don't want to break the seal, though, Well, do you? once you break that seal the first yeah, time, I you know. are in strife. You're in all so. sorts of trouble. <laughs> hey, let's get back onto the, the tennis. Uh, Kokonakis tonight, I think it's a tough one, isn't it? Andy Murray, um, yeah. you, you rate him a chance and also... Uh, Alex Demonor uh, up against uh, unseated Adrian Manorino. Yeah, well, I, I, I'll start with uh, you know, Alex Demonor, and you know he's taken over the the, the mantelpiece. You know, since Kyrgios withdrew, I, I, it uh, you know the focus uh, turns to to uh, you know to him as the highest ranked Australian in the in the draw, and you know this this guy has an incredible attitude. He's so professional on the court and. Um, and without a doubt, you've probably heard it time and time again. He is one of the quickest uh, around the baseline. So I really rate his chances tonight against Manorino, who, you know, is, um, I guess, a bit of a journeyman. He he, he, uh, he he does cause upsets along the way. He beat John Isner in the first round, which is a fantastic result. But I don't think he's got the type of game really to... Uh, to bother Dimonar. If if it was, he has to be at 100% for a complete three sets uh, to uh, affect Dimonar. So I, I would expect um, Alex to be, you know, through in, in three, if not four sets uh, in, in that match. Nice. And then, of course, with Kokonakis, uh, you know, it's, it, this is the biggest match probably for him over the, the summer, um, you, you know, to, to uh, take on Andy Murray, who... Uh, well, I, and I'm sure there are Andy Murray fans that, that are here in Australia, but and they may not like me here. Let's hope that he is so buggered still from his first round that uh, Kokonakis can uh, move him around the baseline and, and we get a win for uh, Tanasi. But, you know, I think Tanasi is really inspired by, you know, the results of some of the other guys, uh, the Australian guys, and, you know, just wants to, you know, try and rebuild his ranking, which... 
did take a drop, even though he posted a, a fine result last week in Adelaide of the second of the Adelaide tournaments. You know, he's now down at 160 in the ranking. So, you know, by winning today or tonight against Murray would be, you know, a massive boost to his ranking. Rightio. I'm going to yeah, let you go. Hopefully. I know you've got a big, a big night ahead of you. You're part of the dream team tonight. Brett Phillips and Mark Woodford calling uh, the action for SCN Tennis. Download the SCN app. You can listen anywhere. Uh, any time or listen to SCN to hear that coverage. Woody, mate, it's been an honour. We won't, chat to we you won't misquote you Thank either. You. No. We won't misquote you. <laughs> oh. Hey, but what, you, what you can do, have you got, have, have you got any, any tips that I can, you know, like when I'm there in the chair with BP, can I, can I rib him about well, something? You've well, got me first to go with? Yeah, well, he's, he's the consummate professional BP, although he might fall asleep at some stage. He works till about 2 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> then he's doing breakfast radio uh, crosses. So <laughs> he, it's, That's true. That's true. And, just uh, elbow it, in the ribs. Yeah. <laughs> Every 15 minutes. I think we've both, we've both been a little like that. Uh, during the, the whole two weeks, I know his, uh, his schedule is... Uh, is brutal and uh, but you know it's a it's a joy to be in the chair with him and uh, you know call some of these great matches. Don't fall for it though. He's on a ton of cash, so uh, <laughs> make him make him, make sure he buys. Yeah, you know? mate. Make Jason Matthews and Gary Belcher said you shout. All right. <laughs> All righty, guys. Mark Woodford, thank you, mate. It was great. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Cheers. What a legend. What Champion. An absolute legend. A great commentator, of course, but. Um, even better player. Hey, right. listen, what, what an exciting match we're seeing at the moment oh. in the Australian Open between Taylor Fritz and Popper and the Aussie. Badge, what are we? Uh, in a tiebreaker in the fourth set. Yep. Popper uh, ends up two sets to one. And it's 3-2 and it's... 3-all. It's on serve, though, in the tiebreaker. 3-all in the tiebreaker. All right, we'll get it to a break. We'll, oh. up, we'll update you on that in just a moment. Uh, plenty of other stuff to come up as well. And your text... On Fun Fact Thursday, not too far away here on Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, stream every NFL game this season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. Jeez, it's exciting. Oh. At the Oz Open, is it? Alexi Popperin is up 6-5 in the tiebreaker in the fourth set. Does that In the fourth set, does the tiebreaker only go to Traditional. six or two? Is it? It's, it's only in the fifth set that it'll go to so for, yeah, ten. The super, the super tiebreaker. Oh, so if he wins this point... He wins the match and goes through to the third round. So Taylor Fitz, Fritz, I should say, is uh, actually Eight. serving at the moment. Oh, ball still in play. Good calling, Woogie. Oh, no. We're not allowed to commentate Is it, it the net? We're actually yeah. not allowed to commentate yeah, we it. We don't have the broadcast rights. But anyway, uh, it's six all in that tiebreaker. Very quickly, details of next month's 2023 preseason challenge have been released. Oh, after yes. After being sent to clubs on Wednesday, a little bit late, but anyway, we'll move on, which will reward clubs well, for an attacking, attacking style of play. Late for what? Well, the comp's two weeks away. It's a, it's a pre-season comp. Yeah, but are they doing okay. – hello, is anyone working at the NRL? So, so what are they doing differently that's going to be so hard to work out in two weeks? 
well, they're encouraging attacking play in different style <laughs> of play, Badge. So, yes. but like some some coaches just treat the the preseason comp where we'll just try a few things. They do when they they try players out. They want to make this a little bit more serious, so they put a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars up for grabs, and teams play two games each. But they um to to be able to work out a winner, I guess, and and encourage attacking play, um, you get you can get bonus points. Mm-hmm. So for Five or more line breaks, I'm reading. Ten or more offloads, you get bonus points. If you score five or more tries. So, yeah, I like it. Do I you like think it. Do you think a lot of the coaches will actually care about that and still stick to their own plans anyway, how um, they want to treat? Uh, look, they're still trials. Let's let's face it. They're yeah. trials. And I've played in preseason comps um, and, and won one with the Raiders in 1990. And we, we were sort of serious. The, the, the further we went into it, the more serious we got because we were, you know, a chance of winning and winning. Was that knockout? A prize. Was that yeah, a knock? Yeah. Uh, was that a knockout? Might have been. Yeah, I think it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and the other clubs would then just keep organising their their trials. Uh, what What did you get as a prize back then? Can oh, I remember? can't remember. No, packet of chips each. Or something. Oh, you would have got the keys to some mansion in Canberra, no doubt. That would have been your prize. No, that was for winning the comp. Oh. <laughs> Was that? Yeah. I thought that was a poker machine. No, jokes. That was just for signing. Jokes. Oh, that was for signing, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, no jokes at all. Um, it's going to involve all 17 NRL teams and also St. Helens. We're talking to you. Oh, that's right. St. Helens are playing to make it 18 because we've got the Dolphins on board now. Yeah. So nine games each week. And uh, Taylor Fritz has just won the tiebreaker and it's two sets all. No, he has. Has he? Yep. Oh, he has. Yeah, right, Jesus, close all. one. This is going to go down to the wire, this one. Peter, Peter Volandis, by the way, is... I can't believe he's taken a pot shot at other sports. This time it's Eddie Jones. Um, you know, he's eyeing off rugby league players. Well, Rugby Australia have been talking to some players for a while now about making the, the code switch. And he and he's had a hasn't he had a crack at Eddie Jones about how long it takes to play the game or something, Badge? Uh yeah. What did he say? They they should if they swap codes, take your mobile phone on the field with you because you have got an extra twenty minutes of time there to not in, ball not in play to tweet and TikTok and all that sort of stuff. Well, so. that's four scrums. Yeah, it takes. Fair it is a pretty cheap it shot. Is, it is. He doesn't mind doing oh, it. Look, I'm not a massive fan of rugby. I'm excited about Eddie Jones coming back. Coach the Wallabies. I think it's really going to give him a boost. And, of course, he's going to look at some NRL talent. There's some young players there like Suali'i and um, Kola for the, from the, the Seagulls. And, yeah, some young players. He, he liked yep. Penasini. Yep. And Para. Uh, I, I get that. And he had some great success, didn't he? Remember in the early 2000s with Lottie Dekiri, went yep. to Salem, Matty Rogers. And fair, it's fair to say the last time the Wallabies were really successful was back then. Mm. Was back then was was it, when, when Eddie ago? Jones was. We haven't had a lot of success in the last twenty years. No, not really. Sp- sporadic success. Well, two Kiwi coaches have ruined that: Robbie Deans and. and no, Dave I don't blame them. They've but been put in there as spies bl- by the All Blacks. <laughs> we all know well, that badge. We um. Did you see what our mate across the Dutch, Stephen Donald said? Oh, I've got a bit of it here. Hang on. Here we go. Quite frankly, you don't have the kettle of the current regime, Corabitti. An informed Hooper at the peak of his powers and Karevi would be the only ones who would warrant a selection mention in the last 40 years of an Australian touring squad. That's uh, Stephen Donald so on the best of the Aussies station. for the last 40 years and they're the only ones that are up to that. Yeah. Uh, that, according to, to Steve Donald, I wonder what our listeners think about that. And, and he knows a lot more about 
yeah. rugby and world rugby than than we do. Is he correct? Are there, is, is there someone he's missed out there? Or, but um, it is is it, what he's saying is um, don't blame it on Dave Rennie. He didn't have the the, the talent. Did he say cattle or kettle? <laughs> Let's have a listen. Quite frankly, you don't have the kettle. It's a kettle. Don't have a kettle. I've got a kettle. Making cups of tea. Yeah. Stuff you, mate. Don't be done. I don't have a go at our Kiwi friends. We're going to talk to him, actually. Just the accents. Yeah, talk to him after 7 o'clock New South Wales time. Did I just do a South African accent? Yeah, I think he did. They play rugby too. Uh, Before we go to the break, Craig from Maitland. Fun facts for the day. Jake Avarillo will be the fullback for the Dogs and the Thunder will beat the Renegades. Is that tonight? Fun fact, Thursday. Break time. We better get to a break. This is Sports Day. Uh, Thanks to Kia. Back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, yes, welcome back to the show. Uh, just a quick one for you, Eddie. We're just talking about what Volandi said about Eddie Jones. Yeah. Badge, he's hit back. You want to read out what he said? No. Okay, I will. I don't, I can't Eddie see Jones it. has responded oh, there, yep. to PVL by saying he's probably been sitting in the TAB too much. I encourage him to get out of the tab and go and watch some super rugby. I'll invite him to a game. Oh, this, is, this is on. Because this is... now, you know what he's just going to say, I'm not going to watch super rugby. Yeah. I think what PVL should do is is go and meet with the RLPA if he's been sitting in well, the tab Well, yeah. Actually, instead of taking pot shots at Eddie Jones and yeah. Rugby Australia, sort out your own game, mate. Mm. What is your game? What is it? Rugby league. Right. We'll fix it. <laughs> the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. Good on you, Eddie Jones. Yep. I like, like you said, Badge, I'm excited about rugby again. Yep. I'm excited about tennis at the moment because oh. this game, Alex Popper and Taylor Fritz, is an absolutely – who cares about Nick Kyrgios? Who cares that he's out now? Dead right. The ratings are going through the roof. Isn't it good to see – Without all the drama, without look at me, look at me. This yep. is about young Aussies having a fair dink and crack. We've got 116 seed in the world in Alexi Popperin taking on the eighth seed. What's his name? Fritz. Taylor Fritz. Taylor Fritz. And it's Popperin up 1-0 in the fifth set decider. It is an amazing game. It is, yeah. Uh, don't watch it because I want you to listen to us. Uh, Kim Birrell, who the Gold Coast uh, youngster who won her... Uh, first round match went down in yep. round two to Linda Frivatova in two sets. Uh, Alex Dimonor plays tonight. We're actually going to um, chat about that soon, aren't we? With, yeah, we are. Uh, someone. No, and we've already talked Tenassi about talking, it. What are you talking about? Oh, we keep talking about it. Yeah, We talked about it with Woody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was he on? Yeah, and Tanasi Kokonakis faces Andy Murray. Oh, who's that. got a dodgy hip. Yeah. I said that. You're right. Did you say he had a dodgy hip? No, I said he faces him. I wanted to add the dodgy hip. Oh, you did. You did Uh, well. A pinnacle of engineering, Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. It's really interesting watching uh, uh, Taylor Fritz's girlfriend. She's getting pretty angry in 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 his box. Yeah, she actually went and moved over to Alex Popper. She's she's, between the two, is she? The winner. Good on her. She's uh, going there. That's not true, and we're not even (laughs) suggesting that. Rightio. SEN stations are leaving us for the tennis. 
I hope you enjoy that coverage. You want to keep listening to Sports Day? We know you do. Uh, just download the SCN app and you'll find us on there. All this stuff going on about the rugby. Yep. And uh, we're going to have a chat with Steve Donald. Yeah, we're going to so, talk to the Beaver next. Causing trouble over there on SCNZ. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Well, no Sats. It's Badge and Jason here tonight on Sports Day 0457. 736 736 is our text number. Very shortly, we'll be uh, joined by Stephen Beaver Donald, all black great. Mm. Uh, we'll have a chat to him. His comments on SENZ, our sister station over in New Zealand, were quite controversial. Ruthless, harsh. Yep. He's saying we don't have kettles. <laughs> he Listen, this is what he said. Quite frankly, you don't have the kettle. Well, we've got a kettle. No, he's saying cattle, isn't he? He is. Great he is man, Beaver. Bible. He's talking about, you know, defending the Dave Rennie's uh, tenure and his sacking of the Wallabies and replaced by Eddie Jones is saying, oh, well, if you don't even got the players, what are you expecting of him? Yeah. No, fair enough. And we'll have a chat to him. I mean, he knows what he's talking about. Absolutely. Uh, fun fact, Thursday, it's Glenn from the Sunny Coast. Fun fact, did you know that Louis Vuitton owns the rights of all crocodile skins in the Northern Territory. How much fun can you have on a Thursday? What, what do you mean? I don't get that. So it owns the rights. So any crocodile that they want or that people farm or has to go to Louis Vuitton? Oh, Must be. Wow. Unless they've built a farm. Can we have a fun fact checker? Uh, Jack, can you check that out, please? Mm. There's one there from BDM Choz, Badge. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, fun fact first day. Oldest known living land animal is a tortoise, and is named Jonathan, <laughs> who's about to turn 190. He's born in 1832, and he's lived on the island of St. Helena in the Atlantic Ocean since 1882. It's when he fun was... fact first day. So he moved to St. Helena. Mm. Oh, he's born there, and he, yeah, he moved there when he was 50. So he just went for a little holiday and went, well, it took I don't him mind that, this. Beardy McChaws from took Charlestown. took him 50 years to get there. Fifth, yeah. Yeah, well, he had to walk. It was it was seven <laughs> kilometres away. Um, hey, what about this fun fact? Alex Popperin up 3-1 in the fifth and deciding set. Come the on, Aussie Alex. Against eighth seed Taylor Fritz, the big serving, big talking American. Anyway, he's leading. Right. Is he a big talking American? I don't know. Making this he's American. Up, um, I, just uh, love it. I love beating him. Rooster Muzz, Woogie Badge, and the Lasagna Leprechaun. The easiest way <laughs> to tell the difference between a crocodile. Lasagna Leprechaun. He loves his lasagna. He does. Little Jack. Uh, the difference between a crocodile and an alligator is when a crocodile shuts its gob, you can still see all of its teeth. How much oh. fun can you have on a Thursday? It's a real one. Particularly, right, eh? particularly if you're inside its mouth. Yeah. Hmm. Um, St. Boyd says you wouldn't think crocs are scared of anything, but they're terrified of hippos. Fun fact. Mm. Thursday. Really, are they? Hippos. Oh, yeah. They're, they're dangerous animals. They are. They don't look it. They look like big tons of fun. But right, I've not. got it. I've got it. So if you're going on a fishing trip 
to Darwin yep. or, or even far north Queensland, just put on a hippo suit. Seriously. You swim in a hippo suit. You swim in a, You'll be fine. They won't come near you and go, oh, that's a hippo. Mm. We don't like them. Jeez, it smells a lot like a human. Hang on. Just let me taste this. No, but then they look and they go, oh, that's, that's a human hippo. Never seen that before. I'm not touching it. They're dangerous. Mm. So you reckon, would you put a suit on and swim in the water? If it was going to save my life, yes. <laughs> I would. Absolutely. I'm going to have one with me in the boat oh. next time. Just in case, Badge. Uh, danger. Well, it's that time of the year. It's birthday time again. It's it's Danger's birthday. Wow. What? I reckon it wasn't even 12 months ago when he told us that. <laughs> Congratulations, Danger. Good on you, Danger, even after you, you did abuse us a bit He caught us D words. Yep. Um, and Gavin from Penrith, before we go to the Beaver, uh, we're talking about the preseason comp badge, and there's 100000 bucks up for grabs uh, for the winner of the comp, 17 teams from the NRL plus St. Helens. Who gets the 100K in the preseason challenge, the players yeah. or the club? Good question, well, Gav. Well, it is a good question. Sometimes the club will go have an arrangement with the players and say, hey, okay, we'll go your halves, guys, or you can have it all or whatever. You know, they'll, they'll come to an agreement with the players, say, um, you know, this be – see, we used to, that's the sort of thing we'd say, oh, we'll, we'll go halves and we'll just stick it in our triple away fund. Yeah, good idea. Do they still have a triple away fund? I uh, don't know. don't know. Mm. Fun fact from Barara Bulldog. Can we read that out? I am. I haven't seen it. It's about Michael Clark. No. Let's not do it. No. Okay, we better not do that. Um, Don't think so. Four-one. Popper ends up in the fifth and deciding set. Oh, in John Kane Arena, you beauty. Hey, uh, Rooster Muzzers responded to Glenn's uh, fun facts that he sent through, which were outstanding. That you read at the start of the show, Badge. Mm-hmm. He, Rooster Muzz is that impressed by them. He's actually called Glenn a fact wit. As in? Like, amazing. He's, he's very clever. He's very clever. Yeah. Well, yeah, well done, Rooster Muzz. He's, he's very witty that's and one, full of facts. That's one way you can describe it. Mm. Whoever came up with that uh, great great idea of a, of a uh, segment is probably a fact wit as well. Well, you came, fact, was it you came up with while I was on holidays? It was. It would never I have happened. Somehow I don't feel like that's a wrap. 830. Eight, I, was, I was mentioning before, because the reason we're talking about crocodiles, because the one on North Stratia Island, yes, a long way from home. And I said, well, I'd rather be eaten by a shark that, than a crocodile. Now, for anyone in uh, outside of Queensland or hasn't been to North Stradbroke Island, it's, it's, it's just across the bay from Brisbane. Yeah. It's... Oh, from Redcliffe, but not far from Redcliffe. Redcliffe, you can yep. get to Morton Isle. Yeah, Stratty's even further south. There's a lot of so, dolphins around there too. Oh, mate. Yeah. They have around Stratty. You've got the dolphin Absolutely. feeding. Mm. Do you think a crocodile will come and impersonate a, a dolphin now? Do see, I don't answer these things. See, I don't trust dolphins, but that's another story. International Jack, can you help Cro- get us back on track? I'm going to start talking about Prince Harry in a moment. Crocs versus shark. I said I'd rather be eaten by a shark. And, and, and 830 said, quite right, would you want to drown or bleed out? What, what death would you prefer? Neither. I don't, I don't, no, I don't want to choose between being eaten by a crocodile or a shark. Ian the Bricky says, I bet that tortoise wasn't married to live that long. Oh! 190 years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dare you? Right, yeah. Let's uh, talk rugby, shall we? Okay. Stephen Beaver Donald on SENZ. He's been filling in on the breakfast show, and he's been causing controversy all week. He's like a he's like Alan Jones. Yep. 
He's just there wielding his big stick. He's got a prime minister to resign. He's doing and he's all got a big stick to wield. Yep. Uh, he made these comments on his radio show. We'll, we'll get to him. Let's have a check, but we've got to play this first. Now, who's going to do yeah. the goal kicking? Interesting. Stephen Donald striding forward. Yeah. Pointing to the posts. Confidently too, and I like that. Well, he has kicked 95 points. He scored 95 points. And Tess Rugby, here's his kick. And he's nailed it. Yeah, there it is. The man who won the World Cup for the All Blacks and... As Single-handedly. You know, you know, Badge, contractually, we have to play that every time we I chat to Stephen Donald. It annoys the crap I out of me. I wish I had a moment that I could play. But I know. I yeah. In those two premierships, there wasn't a moment, Badge? Oh, the, no, the, the, best, the best moment is actually for Penrith when they beat us in 91 and I missed a tackle. So I don't <laughs> we'll find that for next time. We tra- is that another one we have to do? No. Stephen Donald, Beaver, welcome to Sports Day. Yeah, g'day guys. I'm glad you got the memo about my contractual uh, requirements when I come on Australian radio. We realise you won't answer the phone if we don't. Yeah, so, got to do it. <laughs> hey, how good's how, how good's tonight been? We've had Woody and now the Beaver, like all in the one yes. show tonight. We had Mark Woody, Woodford before. We, 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 yeah, our viewers are loving it. They're getting Woody. They're getting Beaver. <laughs> all right, happening. All right, mate. This is this you've this is a new low for Across us. Across the line. Hey, listen. I want to play some audio to you, Badge, because you haven't heard this. Is Beaver being controversial on his show? <laughs> Quite frankly, you don't have the cattle of the current regime. Corobiti, an informed Hooper at the peak of his powers, and Karevi would be the only ones who would warrant a selection mention in the last forty years of an Australian touring squad. Forty years. That's a big call. That's ruthless. Do, okay. do you want to take any? Do you want to take any of that back while you're on Australian radio, mate, or do you <laughs> stick by that? Well, I'd say I'll stick by it, wouldn't I? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Nick White. Actually, Nick White. He'd be another one. Yeah. So, so, what what are your thoughts on Eddie Jones becoming the Australian coach? I, I, so you're basically saying. It's not going to help much. I mean, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but they can change the coach. But you don't think the Wallabies have got the cattle to be to improve, you know, enough as much as they need to. Well, I mean, I don't think it's massive revelation that the last I don't know. You're probably looking at five to seven years. The stocks haven't been great in Australian rugby. You look at the Super Rugby teams. I guess tight over the last few years. I mean, I'm not making things up to say that. Two years ago, you won two out of 25 against Kiwi teams. Well, that's, that's never been a stat, you know. Mm, mm. And uh, last year, it was slightly better. But, I, I, you know, I've, I've, I mean, I've heard I've caused a bit of a ruckus over there, but I can't quite see what the issue was. I mean, you, you don't have a backline of a Greg and Larkin, Croft, who else you want to name? You know, you just don't have it at the moment. Um, so I, I don't see... I mean, Eddie Jones, wonderful coach, don't get me wrong. And he's great for PR. He's Australia eating out of his hand again already. But Dave Rennie's a super coach, no doubt about it. And, you know, he did he did as, probably as good as anyone could have done with what was presented with him. Last year, I think, well, they go for about 50-odd players. So by the time you get, you know, you start to scrape down to that sort of number, any team would struggle. But, yeah, I just don't think, when you look back over years gone by, you haven't got the players falling off the trees like you know you, you had in the time, time's gone by. Mm. So tell us a little bit more about Dave Rennie and, and his 
We know he's got some good coaching credentials. It just didn't quite happen with the Wallabies. Did you see anything with his coaching there that, that could have been better or was it really about just just the talent at his disposal? Oh, no, I think, I mean, Rins won't have left any stone unturned. So I'm sure he, he might go back and think, could have I done this differently? Could have done that differently? I mean, if he, if he had his time again, he might have not had so much faith in uh, some of the boys that he put out, put out against Italy. I yes. mean, that, for, for Australia to lose to Italy, that's that's a big kick in the guts, you know, from mm. a team that still sees themselves certainly at the, at the at the top table, and Italy certainly isn't. So if Renz had his time again, he might have said, right, I don't care, we're going to roll out the guns for this as well, um, instead of giving guys an opportunity. But I guess Renz was working his way towards the World Cup plan, and he thought, well, I've got to try some of these guys sometimes because I've only got five test matches next year. Mm. So you can sort of understand that. But no, I mean, not... not not from a not from a style point of view. I think at times he tried to get back to this Australian style of yesteryear and of good back play, but you know they and they had to because they probably didn't have the Ford packs to mix with the the Springboks or the England of the world. Are we expecting too much of our Wallabies? No, Aussies. No, I'm asking. Beaver. Oh, sorry. Are we expecting too much of our team, <laughs> well, <laughs> given that they are not, you know, a, a team full of world beaters? Well, it's a little bit like, I mean, apart from the, the stuff that got uh, clipped up and sensationalised that I said the other day, it's the same as us over here. Like, we haven't got our heads out of the fact that we still expect the All Blacks to win every Test match where the world's moved on in rugby, you know, and, and it's and it's going to keep moving on where all of a sudden there's seven or eight teams that can beat anyone on their day now. Mm. I mean, give it another couple of years and you're going to have more again. And I guess we're struggling to deal with the fact that we don't win 95% of our Test matches again. And I guess... Australian rugby fans are struggling to probably comprehend that you know they're not in the top two or three, which they have been for all those golden decades, which the names I mentioned before, and you chuck John Eels there, and oh. you know the '99 World Cup and all yeah. of that sort of stuff. So, I mean, it's probably probably fan bases are probably struggling with it more than anything. But the reality is, you've now got you know a rugby championship down here with four teams. You throw Argentina and they can knock off anyone. They proved that this year. Yeah. And then you've got all the home nations coming along. And, and you know, the scary thing is the things like Fiji and, and Samoa, especially Fiji, they're going to cause some heartache at this World Cup coming up too. So, um, yeah, I just think it's the reality of the rugby world now where, you, where Australia and New Zealand superpowers of yesteryear aren't just going to be foregone conclusions every time they run out there. I reckon it's – I don't know. Do you think they're – that this is just a coincidence, but do you think we really haven't been successful since we've had Eddie Jones as the coach of the Wallabies? I mean, what what success have we had in the last twenty years? It's been it's been poor, and I think I think we're struggling to attract some players, Beaver, because we aren't successful, you know. And we've we've gone through the way that yeah. we broadcast the games in Australia as well. It's behind a paywall, so we're not seeing it as much on our screens. I think once Australia get back to being a little bit more successful. These players may come out of the woodwork and and want to play, you know, for the Super Rugby sides and also play uh, for the Wallabies. I reckon one of the biggest issues I saw with the Wallabies under Dave Rennie was our discipline. We gave away stupid yep. penalties all the time, particularly when we're in really good attacking areas. Do you think? I, I don't know because of his preparation and his attention to detail. Do you think that'll be better under Eddie Jones? Yeah, well, I mean, you wouldn't want to cross Eddie, would you? No. If you, get it, if, you got it, if you got it wrong. I mean, 
it really is. I mean, we we talked about it on the show there a couple of mornings ago. I mean, you were a time-wasting penalty out of nowhere to be in the All Blacks in Melbourne. You uh, were probably was Nick White, was it Nick White who was Simbin when you had the Springboks on toast at the SCG mm. or in their daytime game. There's another one there. Suddenly, if you have those two victories in your pocket, I mean, does it does it all look as bad? The discipline thing. I mean, teams go through that. You know, can you blame the coaches or can you just blame players that get getting to a level that under pressure go to that? I mean. Yeah, but your point before where you hadn't been successful since Eddie, and, and I mean, there's so much that flows on from that. You talked about the TV deals. You talked about your super rugby team struggling. Like, obviously, we always hear the stories over here that, oh, you know, Angus Crichton chose league or Caelan Ponga was a rugby player who yep. could have been rugby or chose league and, and went that way. And Suyali from the Roosters, we all hear that. Cam Murray. And quite frankly, like, if you Ben Murray, and I mean, obviously, good players. But I mean, if you go and sneer one of them for a million bucks next year, is that gonna is that gonna turn around Australian rugby? Well, we're gonna like, sneer four. Apparently, a, I think Eddie hopes so. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's talk of four of well, them. Well, let's leaving look, look back and in, going to rugby. in the early 2000s when Matt Rogers and Wendell Sade and Lottie Takiri all went over, and they were you know they, they were very strong at that point, weren't they? That they yep. certainly helped them. I mean, I yep. they they would have had but Matty yeah, had a bit absolutely. of a union background. Yeah, but the, and the thing was too that you had about three or four real strong Super Rugby teams who I remember yes. coming across and playing at the SFS, and there'd be you go on a Friday night, there'd be twenty five thousand there yeah. every time. You go to Brisbane, and it'd be thirty five thousand, half of the Kiwis, but you go and play at Sunday, <laughs> there'd be thirty five thousand there. And Canberra was always packed out. So I mean, it's just if you're a young fellow going up in Australia, look at these games at the moment played in front of four or five thousand people because. You know, your super teams are struggling. What are you going to pick? Are you going to pick the Roosters or are you going to pick, you know, being a, being a Waratah or what? Probably the Raiders, yeah. <laughs> a, a, a Raiders, of yeah, course. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you meant that. If hey, Penrith don't want you. you hey, know? Beaver, yeah. it, it, was Dave Rennie just too nice of a coach? I've seen, I've tried, I've seen that um, commentary. The Dave Rennie I know is not too nice. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> that, that I can certainly see. <laughs> Well, when I saw that comment, it did baffle me because um, he, he was known in his tenure in New Zealand around the Chiefs as running the hardest ship there was in New Zealand rugby as far as the super franchises go. So, and as far as brutality at training, like, I mean, <laughs> there, there are always people trying to nip the training regime in the bud because Tuesdays and Thursdays, our afternoon sessions were ridiculous. So I couldn't imagine it was too nice. Um, but then again, hey, maybe, maybe he had guys that he thought that he couldn't push too hard because he didn't want them, you know, maybe he saw something in them that thought, I just can't push these guys as hard as someone else or, you know, younger guys. Cause, I mean, you've got to say he's had a lot of young guys in key positions at times mm. and you can't put the blowtorch on them internally all the time if you expect them to then go out and perform carefree and play what they see on the weekend, you know? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, look, I think one thing we've decided uh, in Australia... Uh, no more Kiwi coaches for us. I think we've we've done our dash. We haven't <laughs> we haven't so. we haven't we haven't even recovered from Robbie Deans. He 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 caused all this mess. So no more Kiwi coaches. And is it true we're starting? Well, where does Thorny sit in this? Where does Brad Thorny? Oh, you know he, he's he'll uh, be okay. He's he'll part be all right. Aussie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> the okay, good part's checking. Aussie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he'll be he'll be fine. Hey, um, now I'm hearing a rumor over here, mates, uh, that you're putting together a campaign 
uh, Beaver for PM. Is this true with Jacinda Ardern <laughs> resigning? <laughs> oh, the wife has just told me about it, so it shows how much I keep up current affairs. But, yeah, big news over here today, apparently. I've just found out. Will you have a crack at the top job? True or false? <laughs> uh, can, completely false. Couldn't think of anything worse. I'm, uh, and I'd be too. I'd be too much of a loss for a run home on uh, SNZ. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, true. Point. Plus yeah. a pay cut. You're as clever yeah, as we so, thought. <laughs> so, that'll hurt as well. All right, Stephen Donnell. Yes, does drive uh, with Kirsty on the run home uh, on SNZ. You can hear that on the SEN app. Um, mate, listen, we appreciate your time. We know you've had a, a bit of an operation today, so we do appreciate that. And um, We'll see you at the World Obviously Cup. Obviously, you're not expecting the uh, Aussies to, to win the World Cup then. Well, no, you know the, one of the things he doesn't like? Eddie Jones knows how to beat the All Blacks. Oh. And they're terrified, Badge. <laughs> and he's admitted the All Blacks are at a bit of a low point. That's so right. Bang, we've got him. Got him. And you've got a soft board of the semifinals. Granted, you will be in the semifinals. <laughs> there you go. It's all coming Excellent. together, Badge. All coming together. Beaver, <laughs> thanks for your time on Sports Day, mate. Cheers, guys. See ya. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, Badge and Jason are here tonight. Jeez, um, a bit of a tennis Jats. update. I'll just call you Jats. What? Jats. No, Sats, not Jats. Right here. Speaking of Jats. Yeah, oh, I shouldn't have brought up food. You've lost concentration immediately. What's uh, the best thing to have on Jats? Is it Vegemite and a slice of cheese? No, it's it's dip, any sort of dip, and a bit of cheese and a bit of cabana, or I like little... Thinly sliced pepperoni. Do the detail he can go into like that, Jack. That was that was. Shut up, Tiny Jack. I'm not talking to you. I like to make it into a little sandwich. International Jack is in the studio. It's not internet. It's international Little Jack. He likes little sandwiches. Why don't you get handle a big one? Jats, Kavana, little cheese. How tiny your hands? It's like a hand. It's like a hamburger. How tiny his hands? Mm. And white. Very white, Jack. You got to get suntan before you go to Ireland. What are those little? You know when you go. What are those? Sliders, little burgers. Is that yeah. the, what? Did you invent That's those? a full meal. That's a full meal for me. Did you? Oh, it is not. <laughs> That's something that gets stuck in my tooth, one of those little burgers. Hey, yeah. Jack, when do you go to Ireland? Do you chew on them or do they just no. drop like a pelican? <laughs> Didn't touch the sides. <laughs> Sorry. Good you to see you're awake, Badge. He said no, and I laughed. He's worked up. He's, he's finally woken he's up. He's ready to go. He's warmed uh, up. When are we, dinner, I'm going downhill now. When are we going to talk about the tennis? Well, we just spoke to Mark yeah. Woodford. <laughs> That's the highlight <laughs> of my night. Mm. Hey, Jack, when do you go to Ireland? Uh, in about a month's time. That's sad. You're leaving us. Oh, I'm still going to listen from afar. I can text in. I think the time difference will be fine. Mm. Where about some You think Ireland? you'll be – there'll be places there you can go where you're tall. <laughs> you reckon? Mm. Maybe. Actually, I could be a giant. Can, can, like a <laughs> can I uh, – you could be. You know, remember that movie, Is It Love Actually, where the – the two English guys go to America and all Colin, of a sudden yeah. and they're very attractive. That you could know, be you in Ireland. You never know. You know, because now you Because it's here, not working out go. here. It's, no. it's the third Hemsworth. Yes. Actually, change your name. I think there is three Little Hemsworth. already. Just tell them you're Jack Hemsworth. Yeah. yeah. Little Jackie Hemsworth. Badge, Woogie and Pee Wee Jack. <laughs> Who said that? 
Daniel from Prairiewood. Oh. Thanks, Dan. Crichton signing is another piece of the jigsaw puzzle for the resurgent Bulldogs. The one, six and nine are sorted for 2024. All that's missing now is a top echelon halfback. Whilst Flanagan will be given first shot, Canterbury have two great young sevens who recently played at the World Cup. Bailey Haywood and Caleb, uh, Caleb sorry, Rajab. Mm, wow. Both local juniors. Yeah. Nice. Very informative. Uh, is that a fun fact? That's just a fact. No, no, it's just a... Oh, there's much fun oh, Look, to be honest, I read it out because it said Pee Wee Jack uh, to start with. Hey, Badge, yeah. some big news at the Australian Open for, oh, for an Aussie. It is my pleasure to announce that the mighty um, Alexei Popperin of Australia yes. has prevailed in a five-set war. Against American Taylor Fritz, winning eight the seed. The American Taylor eight Fritz. seed, yeah, yeah. Uh, one hundred and thirteen in the world. Alex, Alexi Popper, and that will change. He'll be in the top. Takes him to now. the third round, and uh, yeah, he won the uh, the deciding set. He, he lost the first set, one two, lost the fourth, won the decider six two. It was a mighty effort. Yeah, I'm so proud of him. So, yeah, no Nick, who cares? And we've still got. Um, Tanasi Kokonakis playing tonight and... Demonor. Alex Demonor. Hey, boys, serious question. I'm in Charlestown, Newcastle, and once you guys switch over at 7 o'clock, I can't listen to you guys anymore. The SEM app doesn't have it live. It should do. Uh, where can I listen to you guys live? Uh, BDM Chos. Well, 2HD. You're shaking your head then, 2HD. 2HD, 2HD yeah. Newcastle. Our favourite radio station right. in what's, Newcastle. What's that on the dial? Uh, I don't know. But 2HD, mate, that's where you can have a listen to one yep. of our favourite stuff. So International hey, Jack's looking that up. Hey, Badge, mm. but did you talk about the other seeds that are falling by the wayside? Oh, yeah. No, I, I would like to, but my uh, thing has just gone down. So, uh, who, you know, a couple of... Alvarez or something? Uh, here we go. Sverev. Ale- Alexander Sverev, the 12th seed, lost uh, just after Taylor Fritz went out. He lost in four sets to um, Michael Moe from uh, the U.S., Four sets, gone. And another seed, uh, 23rd seed, uh, Diego Schwartzman went down yeah. to J.J. Wolf. Another American. So two ah. Americans, winners and Taylor Fritz out. They're, uh, they're one of their highest, probably their highest ranked player. Yeah, Best n- name. Best another name. American, Baxter Holt, is yep. up against uh, Batista Igu, who is also very good, so... Uh, great name, JJ Wolf. I reckon that's the best name on the tour at the moment. Rodio, time to get a soccer update. Football is here with $40 family passes available to the Isuzu Ute A-League men. T's and C's applies. Jacko, Tiny Jack, Bonsai Jack, what's happening? Very excited. So there's a couple of interesting games uh, this week. Wellington Phoenix versus Central Coast Mariners will be one of them. That is second versus fourth. Uh, so there's a chance for Wellington Phoenix to kind of close that gap and for Central Coast to kind of uh, cement their place into second. Uh, we've also got an interesting game happening uh, coming up between Adelaide United and MacArthur. They're fifth and sixth. MacArthur is fifth. Adelaide United are sixth. And they're only one point different. So whoever wins that uh, will jump up. Uh, and that'll be really good. We've got Brisbane Raw facing Melbourne City. That's going to be tough for them. Melbourne City are clear at the top of the table. Brisbane Raw sitting at seventh. And um, the other games, yeah, lots, kind of a bit of disparity there. So you're really starting to see now with 12 games into the season, a bit of divide happening between the top and the bottom. So as we get along, we'll see those top eight sides kind of start to pull away and the ones at the bottom start languishing. So Melbourne victory still at the bottom on 11 points. They're playing Perth glory. So that should be an easy win for Perth, but you never know.
Okay. Uh, Biddy Machos has obviously found where we are. Uh, fun fact Thursday, your fingernails grow faster when you are cold. It's fun fact Thursday. Oh, I'm going to dispute that. Really? No. I, I know when I'm in Bali in the heat, my fingernails grow out of control. Out they? of, yeah, they're just like. I'm like one of those freaky people you, have the curly wow. fingernails you by look the time you get home. Here's a fun fact. Um, JJ Wolf's father was in Pulp Fiction. What? There you go, yep. Wow. Fun fact, Thursday. What? Who? Who was, who was his uh, Winston the Wolf. <laughs> no, what's Mr. his Mr. Wolf. <laughs> and Mr. Wolf? I'm going to do the big cleaner. Oh, he's the bike who blew the house down. Uh, yeah, uh, cleaned everything up. Oh, yeah. Um... I actually think um, Beanie McTrods may have got that the other way around. I think they grow slower in cold. Yes. And faster in it's warm fast, weather. It is faster oh, Why, warm, why do you think you. that? Circulation slower in the cold. Yes, yeah, so you wouldn't think. Causes that... a growth slowdown. Of your fingernails? Yep. Or of the, everything else in your fingernails take over? Circulation slows down. Slower in the cold weather. Jeez, okay. you're going to struggle an island. This then, is your, this is your own fun. science experiment or... Or do you know that for already? Well, that's why the you internet's have, told me that. Well, that's why you have. Oh, you shrinking. looked it up. Yeah, he's got it wrong. He, yeah. It's an anti-fact. No, that's why you have shrinkage in the cold. Your body shrinks. It actually does. Who has shrinkage in the cold? Mate, you try putting on a watch in winter. It's a lot. <laughs> it's <laughs> Jack. Don't put a watch on there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's not. The, that's not what you want to do. Not quite right. Here's a fun <laughs> fact. I've got a fun fact for you. Not quite what? right about Jonathan the tor- tortoise. Crocodiles. Are as they were in prehistoric times. Hence, they are the oldest living land animals. It's yeah. fun fact. He's, he's talking about an actual animal of a. There's, I don't think there's any 190 year old crocodiles around that we know of. They'd be older, badge. No, he's saying they've been around. Anyway, you know what I mean. Here's another fun fact. Airguard shouldn't be sprayed directly onto your skin, according fun to fact them. Just according to the product. Read the fine print. It is great for removing stains, paint, and permanent marker, though. Lyle from lower. Good on you. Oh, wow. You don't need to buy all the expensive stuff. So what do you do then? You spray Aerogard. But you spray it around you then, do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, for you, yeah. You, oh, I think you spray it in the, and you walk into it. Haven't read the fine print. But, mate, I'd rather have that than some mozzie just sucking all the blood out of me. No, thanks. I've got a fun fact. What? Yeah, Mosquitoes are more attracted it. to the colour blue. How much fun can you have on a Thursday? No, that's my Why? eyes, my beautiful eyes. Don't know. And sharks are more attracted to the colour yellow. Really? Are they? I believe so. Oh, I whites. believe so. It's not even no, a fact. I, watch, I watched a doco on Great Whites in South Africa, and right. they threw all these uh, throwing meat and different coloured things around them, and they came back to the yellow one every time. Badge? It I'm, was the tastier meat, apparently. When you go for a surf tomorrow, can yeah. you just tie some bananas Around your waist or your leg rope. See what happens. Sharks hate bananas. Do they? Yeah. Oh, this is made up stuff. Fun <laughs> fact. Well, what do crocodiles hate apart from hippos? Don't know. So if you're going anywhere's going near Stratty or their eyes being poked out. Um, mm. They don't like oh, is that sharks? No, what do they hate that uh, will be a deterrent to keep them away? Dunno. I'm asking our oh, listeners. I thought he had the fact. I'm going to all break. No, it wasn't a quiz. I thought, it wasn't a I quiz. I was waiting. This is going to be good. 0457736736. Give us a text. Chris Nelson uh, joins us next as he wraps up Magic Millions. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon.
the all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Time for a Racing Queensland update with Chris Nelson. Strike gold with the Golden Grey Summer Carnival. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. Now, the Golden Greys isn't Chris Nelson and his old friends turning up on a tour bus. Me and, yeah, me it's and Greyhound. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, that's right. Uh, before we talk about that, though, Nelson, uh, of course, we've finally got to wrap up uh, the Magic Millions Carnival. Yes, it took a little bit longer than expected, guys, that's for sure, but uh, we did. And uh, the two main races, of course, Skirt the Law took out the two-year-old Classic for Tony Gollan and Ryan Maloney, and the three-year-old Guineas went to fresh, a fashion legend for Richard and Will Friedman and Josh Parr. Gee, that was an uh, upset, that wasn't one it? From, fashion legend. It was. It was Official starting price, $21, but I think I saw $30 floating around. Barrier, 18 uh, before scratchings, of course, that is. So it did come in a little bit. But, um, yeah, that was. And, unfortunately, Yellow Brick Badge couldn't get the job done. But, oh, gee, looked at the 50-metre mark like he might. But, unfortunately, just on the line, he couldn't go with Fashion Legend. So Doesn't worry, Badge, because he didn't back story. it. It, it, it no, it's well. upset someone else in this studio. Hmm. <laughs> no, yeah. I, was on something. I was on something else. Um and in the yeah, the two year old skirt the law for Tony Golan. Gee, he can well, uh, he can train a winner, can't he? And that horse is a good He's horse. A, well, that, that interesting winner because after the barrier draw last uh, last Tuesday, of course, um, skirt the law was the horse that did so well at the barrier draw. And we all thought, oh, this is you know this is the right draw for her. She's unbeaten. She'd look really good at her victories. And then the rain sort of came and thought, oh, is that the place to be on the inside? And then of course we end up on a basically a good track she gets the best run and, and she's far too good so she's three from three everyone wanted everyone wanted to say well she hasn't beaten much well she's beaten plenty now mm. and she'll probably go on and uh, and run around in the slipper in march in uh, in sydney I think she's 60s into 15s for the slipper uh let's have a preview of the weekend how's it looking around queensland We've got a quiet weekend this weekend after what's been a really busy week. We've only got racing on uh, Saturday at Doombin, Gatton and Townsville. And we race at Sunday, race on Sunday at the Sunshine Coast. Guys, looking for a couple of winners at Doombin. Race two, number two, Zarina Sophia. Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexio train this one in Sydney. She's up here and I think she'll be winning. Race two, number two. Race three, number four, busting for Tony Gollan. He could pick up a minor race here. Uh, after winning the big one, of course. Yep. And race seven, number 11, a horse that we like, Vaccine, also for Tony mm. Gollan, I think, can win also. Yes, good horse. So what's what's the overall thoughts yes. on the Magic Millions? Great success again this season, apart well, from a few hiccups? Oh, a bit different this year, Badge, of course, with uh, with the two-day, the, the double, well, the double-header meeting, I suppose, Saturday and, and Thursday. But, look, it is what it is. You couldn't do much about it. You can't control the weather. I think all in all, it's, it's been a good success. I mean, with free entry there on race day, uh, I think it's been a, a good result overall. As I said, you can't control the weather. And it's the first time in a long time that we haven't had a really, really hot Magic Millions Day on the Saturday. So it had to happen eventually. Now, I know we are racing Queensland, but just sneak down over the border. For, take your mind over the border for a little bit. The uh, deep water race meet is on Saturday down past Tenderfield. Oh, okay. oh is this where you going? Great uh, annual weekend. So if any Queenslanders ever want to yeah, get down and have a good weekend, it's this time of year every year. I think about the second or third weekend in January. Have you got any room in the van if um, anyone needs somewhere to, yeah. you know? Camp? Sure. Yeah? Yeah. Easy. Squeeze in between yeah. you and Carlene. Yep. Right, there's, yeah, there's, there's seven of us already, okay. but it's a big van. <laughs> 
takes you back to the old. Six races. Uh, Six races, badge, 46 runners, and the first goes at 2 p.m. Yeah, and just hopefully there's a little bit of rain around. It's uh, a bit like some tracks, you know. It doesn't take much rain for it to be a um, a washout, but no. it's uh, yeah, it's it's a great country, me. Well, All righty. As of this morning, it was a good three. Rightio, look Beauty. at this. Okay. Uh, the Golden Grays Carnival concludes on February 2 with the Group 1 Gold Bullion at Albion Park. Queenslanders Racing. Nelson, enjoy your weekend. You too, guys. The all-electric Kia EV6 GT Supercar. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Welcome back to the show. Badge and Jason here for the final time uh, tonight and this week. We'll be back on Monday night, of course. Uh, New Farm, Australian through and through, bring you the weather. If you're listening on SEN 91.5 in the Darling Downs, or you could be listening in Tamworth, to be honest, on one of the Super Radio Network radio stations. Of course, you've got the Tamworth Country Music Festival this week. Been there, boys? No. Never done it myself. No, we'd love to. I hear it's we'd outstanding. Mm. I'm not that far away. I'm going to be when I'm going to deep water, but... Well, duck down. No, no, it is a bit far. Swing past the guitar. The, the Get golden a selfie guitar. With golden it. guitar yeah. Get a selfie with a badge. You can you do that. You ever taken yeah. a selfie? If I knew what it was, <laughs> yeah, imagine it. His head would be missing. Yeah. Uh, His stomach would be over the top of it. Yeah. yeah that'd be right. um, hey, listen, make sure you get along to see the Macca's Golden Gig. That's happening in Tamworth during the Country Music Festival this week. It gives young and emerging country music artists the opportunity to kickstart their musical journey. Um, the final is taking place this Saturday morning. And while you're there uh, at the stage, be sure to grab a McCafe coffee. 100% of the proceeds from every McCafe coffee sold at the event will support Ronald McDonald House Charities in northern New South Wales. So Maccas, not only are they helping out young, aspiring country music um, singers and performers, yep. but also chucking a, a heap of money into Ronald McDonald House Charities in northern New South Wales. It's a win-win for everyone there. So make sure if you are in Tamworth this weekend, support... The Macca's Golden Gig. Now, for your weather, tomorrow, 23 on a partly cloudy day with a medium chance of showers, a low of 17 overnight. Formulate it with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Now, choose Termidor, Australia's most trusted side. Um, do you want Jack's boring soccer update? Yeah, but we have to quickly mention for anyone who's, uh, who didn't hear it earlier on that uh, Alexi Popperin has... Massive upset over eighth seed uh, Taylor Fritz yeah. in the Australian Open round two. Outstanding five sets. And uh, Alex Dimonor is yes. currently playing against Adrian Manorino, the Frenchman, and he is currently one game down in the first set. So only just starting that one. Yeah. I'll say it's on serve though. It's not a break. Uh, he is on serve for the second game. Yeah. Yep. Great. Uh, before we get into some Manchester United news, Jack, from you, Steve from Dubbo, one of our great listeners, Badge. If you nail tonight's last laugh, oh, don't people put are going to no, but, no, but but Badge, listen. Oh. People are going to question if comedic enhancing drugs are involved. Ooh. No, this is drug free. So no one has ever gone back to 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 back. Sats can't even go back to back. <laughs> Sats can't even go back. <laughs> wow. wow. Wow, cockiness. I love it. That was a joke. No, Sorry, Sats. That's it. No, that was my last laugh. <laughs> Is there an Asada for comedy? Yes. A what? Asada for comedy. What's that? Like a 
a drug bottle or something. No, a SADA, not an Asahi. Rightio, good work, though. He's on fire, isn't he? Manchester United. Yes, this morning their winning their winning run, their winning run came to an end as uh, Michael Elise had this absolute worldie of a free kick at around the 90th minute to rescue a one-all draw for Crystal Palace. Uh, Eric Ten Hag's side, they were looking well. Bruno Fernandes got them underway, and they were looking to record their longest winning streak in 14 years, but stopped by Palace, so that keeps them at third on the ladder, tied with Manchester City, who I believe have a game in hand, and both of them are eight. Uh, points behind Arsenal at the top of the league. Mm. Is there more United news, though? Yeah, well, there's uh, interesting because obviously they are up for sale. They're looking for investors, and a British billionaire, Jim Ratcliffe, has put his name in the race Ratsy. to buy them. Yep. He owns Ineos. Yes, who also support... Is that, uh, like, a, is that like a kebab chain or something? <laughs> something what what like, is Ineos? Something uh, like that. They also are a big supporter of uh, Lewis Hamilton. Yes. Uh, big, big mm. company. A global chemical company is what oh, they do. Oh, okay. But uh, looking uh, based Good on... Googling, Jack. ...what <laughs> Chelsea uh, went for last year in their sale, around $8.9 billion is what Chelsea were at. So you imagine they're around that mark, if not a bit more. Isn't wow. there a story around Lewis Hamilton today being the... The richest racing driver of all well, time? Well, basically, his contract is up at the end of this year, and he is asked Thanks for God. a two-year contract worth so much, like a ridiculous amount, which would be crazy. But he's on then. But he's asked, the greatest of all time. Yes, but he's then asked for a 10-year deal um, for to be an ambassador. So overall, it looks like an absolute astronomical so amount of money. Is he the greatest driver of all time because he's won seven world titles, or, or is it just because he's had the best car? You and I could drive that and, car. And Michael Schumacher and... And Dan Ricardo and all those guys that are right up there with him. We put him in the same. It's the same as baseball, you know, Dan when they say Ricardo, the Ricardo. You're a stirrer. You, are. you know Woogie how good he is. He just had a dud car. Yeah, Bit right. of an update in the uh, BBL. I'm the s- Renegades are up. Sorry, mate, I'm running this show. Rooster <laughs> Muzz. Two for 65. Rooster Muzz has sent a text. Has Jack got a blocked nose? Yeah, sorry, mate. I do apologize. This is Jack's deep voice. Yeah. Renegades, two for 65. You're all right, mate. Sent them into Vol. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm self-conscious sent about them my them into If you're not asking for two. Oh, come on. What was that? He sent them into Mole. He's got a bit of a nose blockage. If you're not asking for Termidor, you're asking for trouble. Don't, because he's going to get paranoid. No, he hasn't. He's good. Choose Termidor, Australia's most trusted to mid aside. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. He says, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. All right, Badge, take it away. Uh, um, uh, okay, well, um, the, you remember the Pope went to the U- US a, a while ago? Yeah. And he's driving back to the airport, and he was really early, yep. and he said to his driver, I haven't driven a car in 30 years. Just, can I drive? And the driver yeah, of course you can. You're in charge. So they swap seats. He's driving. Gets pulled over by a cop because he's driving erratically, hadn't driven for 30 years. Cop comes at the car, looks in and goes, oh, my God. So... Goes back to his radio. He radios the chief and he goes, Chief, you wouldn't believe it. I have got someone super, super important in this car. I don't know what they're doing. Well, the chief goes, how important is he? Like a like a big celebrity? He said, no, no, more than, bigger than that. Like a major politician? No, no, much bigger than that, even bigger than that. He's going, well, well, who is it? And he goes, I don't know, but the Pope's his driver. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Oh, that's very good. There's nothing stopping him. Oh. We'll be back Monday night. You're brilliant. Good night!